Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 28th of June, the 179th day of 2021, leaving us 186 days until 2022. Today in 1838 at Westminster Abbey, London, Victoria was coronated as Queen of England. Today in 1846, Belgian Antoine Joseph Adolphe Sax patented the saxophone. Today in 1919, the Treaty of Versailles, ending World War I and establishing the League of Nations, was signed in France. Heavenward, this past week we were graced with a full moon, often called the strawberry moon, the mead moon, the honey moon, the rose moon, the flower moon, the hot moon, the hoe moon, and the planting moon. And in the rhythm of the planting moon, we situated a number of tomato, eggplant, and pepper seedlings in large clay pots filled with fresh potting soil. More of that this coming week as well, just in time for that good growing weather in the 90s. Yesterday and today will tie for the latest sunsets of the year at 8.37 p.m. This second week of summer means we begin our days of decreasing sunlight for the next several months until the winter solstice in December. This Thursday evening, we will be exactly halfway through 2021. Our calendric glass simultaneously half empty and half full. Beginning and ending every year in winter, more than a few of us give mixed reviews to the middle ground of summer. In down east Maine, the old-timers kept everything in balanced perspective, referring to the hundred hostile days as a means of reckoning with the extremes of Mother Nature. A hostile day could occur in any month, any season. That 90-degree day with 60% humidity, that was a hostile day. Or the Northeaster arriving, blowing snow sideways, that was also a hostile day. All told, then, in any given year, we could plan on a little less than a third of the year being made up of one or another hostile day. Hence, our disasters are spread out across the year, an old friend of mine was fond of noting, and they keep Maine livable. Sometimes two or more hostile days follow each other in close succession, such as during the ice storm of 1998, my friend would recall, adding a lot of folks who had moved to Maine recently changed their minds about staying here after that. How the hundred hostile days are figuring into climate change is an interesting question, as if a certain relativity is evolving. In other words, relative to an increase in temperature, an increase in global warming affecting, say, the average temperature of the Gulf of Maine, will a hundred hostile days be enough? Or will we have an increase in that number? Or, relatively speaking, will we have days during the summer that will no longer be considered as hostile because we have become so accustomed to relying on myriad air conditioning appurtenances that temperatures once thought the province of states to our south have become normal for us? Here I pause for a moment to remember the difficulties I and many others have with the word normal. A year ago, we were deeply in the throes of COVID-19, clearly an abnormal situation. This year, however, rates of infection have decreased. They haven't ceased to occur, 
but they've decreased. Worldwide, the BBC, the World Health Organization, and other entities say 2.9 billion doses of COVID-19 vaccine have been administered. We're still quite a ways from herd immunity, but health officials have considerably relaxed safety restrictions and related protocols, and the majority of the population in many countries is no longer wearing a mask, no longer social distancing, etc. Yet gray remains the shade of what is really happening to us via COVID, though our behaviors are clearly, frequently, a matter of black and white. This past week, several thousand additional Americans died from COVID, bringing the national COVID death toll here in the U.S. since the beginning of the pandemic to 601,000. Globally, the total number of fatalities due to COVID has surpassed 3.9 million. Also, toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed cases worldwide approached 180 million, an increase of 3 million cases since the week before. Our confirmed cases here in the U.S. as of this past Friday were 34 million. With over one-fifth of the world's cases of COVID, we remain in first place, though India is closing the gap, having reached 30 million cases by the end of this past week. Behind us, in order of appearance regarding numbers of COVID cases, are India, Brazil, France, Turkey, Russia, and the U.K., in second through seventh places, respectively. And currently behind the number one U.S. and COVID fatality rankings are, in second through fourth place, Brazil, India, and Mexico. Today in 1926 in Brooklyn, New York, Melvin Kaminsky was born to a process server father and a garment district worker mother. Melvin, under the name of Mel Brooks, would become a successful comic comedy writer, and filmmaker, who said in a 1975 interview with Playboy, My father died when I was two and a half, tuberculosis of the kidney. They didn't know how to knock it out, no antibiotics then. My mother was a true heroine. She was left with four boys and no income, so she got a job, worked the normal 10-hour day, and then brought work home. Turned out bathing suit sashes until daylight, grabbed a few hours of sleep, got us up and off to school, and then went to work again. Brooks's success at entertaining his classmates encouraged him to break into show business via New York's Catskill circuit, but World War II delayed his career when he served in the U.S. Army, seeing action in the Battle of the Bulge right off the troop transport. After completing his service, Brooks became a comedy writer for Sid Caesar, working with Fiddler on the Roof author Joe Stein, MASH writer-producer Larry Gelbert, Hello Dolly author Mike Stewart, Neil Simon, and Woody Allen. Brooks was at first not allowed in the workroom, instead having to stand outside in the hall, then the door would open, and he'd be requested to come up with three or four gags, and then the door would close. Today is also the birthday of King Henry VIII in 1491, of Flemish painter Peter Paul Rubens in 1577, 
of English theologian John Wesley in 1703, of French philosopher Jean-Jacques Rousseau in 1712, of American comedian and actress Gilda Radner in 1946, of American actress Kathy Bates in 1948, of actor John Cusack in 1966, of American actress Mary Stuart Masterson in 1966, and of American entrepreneur Elon Musk in 1971. For more Nomain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the second official week of summer.